Hello everyone. It has been a long, long time since I have put out a podcast and I apologize profusely. Um, the end of last year uh, came in like a storm and the beginning of this year has been a storm. But I promise you right now that I am going to commit to doing this weekly uh, for several reasons. Number one, I want to get back to what I am called to do and that is to tell everyone how to take care of themselves. Um, how to bring peace into your life despite the circumstances you're facing and despite the things that are going wrong in your life and despite the negative feelings that you have, you can still have peace. I also want to be able to bring love to people. I want to teach people how to love, how to have compassion. So to do this, I know I need to be more consistent myself and take better care of myself in this way. So look for further podcasts weekly from me, usually coming out Monday night, Tuesday mornings. Um, So I hope that you could subscribe. Um, If you go to... um, podbean.com search my name you will find it there also the links here on twitter or facebook or instagram you can click that link and then you can subscribe so when everyone comes out you will get a notification about that um today what i want to talk about is um the word i like to use for this is emotional agility and what do i mean by that emotional agility means for me that we know how to take circumstances in our life and find peace, joy, and happiness despite those circumstances. You see, what most of us want to do is we don't want to feel angry or sad or upset or frustrated or, or mad or disappointed or rejected. The reality is that those things are going to happen. We are going to have negative emotions. But in our today's world and society, what we all like to do is take those negative emotions and numb them out push them away as far as we possibly can push them away. And the reality is when we numb out negative emotions, we also are numbing out all the positive things that go with that. So for instance, without sadness, you don't know what happiness feels like. Without anger, you don't know what joy feels like. Without guilt, you don't know what forgiveness feels like. So the reality is if we're going to be emotionally agile, We have to learn how to have the full range of human emotions and know how to respond. Now, what do I mean? Well, most of us feel angry or guilty and we react. So I'll give you an example. Sometimes I feel guilty. We're always going to feel guilty. What does guilt tell me? Well, guilt tells me that I've done something. I'm disappointed. I've done something wrong or I've disappointed myself somehow. And maybe I've disappointed others. But what most people do with guilt is we say, oh, I'm a terrible, awful person. Oh, I messed everything up. Oh, everything's awful. Oh, everybody's mad at me. Oh, I'm such a terrible, awful person. And then we react. We withdraw. We get angry. We get defensive. We yell. We scream. With anger? Anger, we do the same thing. Anger tells us something. Anger tells us that what we needed or wanted isn't getting met. Um, Our expectations weren't met. Somebody isn't listening to us. Somebody isn't paying attention. Um, Something doesn't feel fair. And then we react. We withdraw. We isolate. Um, We run away. We yell, scream, lash out, get mad. That's reactions. Because here's why we react. 
Because what we think is that when we have emotions, that emotions are telling us something about the reality around us. That emotions are telling us that you feel this way, so it must really be happening to you right now. Somebody really is not hearing you, and somebody really is, and it means rejection. It means nobody cares. Or yes, you feel guilty, and you're the terrible, awful person because you messed it all up. And what I want to teach you today is that your emotions, your emotions are nothing more than information they are nothing more than data points on a chart that tell you something about what you need to do. I always teach people that feelings are information. See, we take feelings and we say, well, because I'm feeling it, it's got to be true. And the reality is, it may not be true. That our feelings are telling us something. So let me give you a different example or the, using the same examples that, yes, my anger tells me something. It tells me the same thing. As when I react, yes, I'm not being heard. Yes, something doesn't feel fair. Yes, I feel like my expectations weren't met or I needed something and nobody's paying attention. But if I can see that and not react, but if I can respond, if I can say, yeah, that's the information it's giving me. Now, what do I want to do with that information? Yes, I can yell and scream and I can isolate and I can run away and I can be frustrated and I can cut people down and I can be aggressive or I can ask for what I need from somebody I can learn how to use assertiveness techniques I can learn how to hear people and still ask for what I need I can learn how to get I can go somewhere else and get my needs met if somebody isn't hearing me or listening to me I can forgive them I can be compassionate and understanding about why they didn't hear me and understand oh they just can't hear me right now but it doesn't mean they'll never hear me it means that I could respond by meeting that person's needs first and then I'll get my needs met all of a sudden I can rattle off tons of ways we can respond to the experience we're having and not react to the experience we're having and that's why I call it emotional agility because if I only have one way of reacting when I feel a certain way or when certain things happen in my life and I'm not thoughtful about how I want to respond I'm not very agile if I'm a basketball player and I can only dribble with my right hand, I can't be very responsive. I can't be very agile. I'm going to get the ball taken from me very easily. What I need to be able to do is, yes, dribble with my right hand and dribble with my left hand and dribble behind my back and between my legs and dribble when I back up and dribble when I go forward and dribble when I walk to the side. And I need to be able to pass the ball with both hands and one hand and behind my back and all kinds of things because that makes me an excellent basketball player. In the same way, if I want to be a healthy, peaceful human being, I need to be able to respond in many different ways and be emotionally agile. Let's use guilt again. So when I feel guilty, it does mean that I made a mistake. Uh, something I didn't get, I didn't get something right. I didn't do something the way I wanted to get it done. But just because I feel guilty doesn't mean that everybody hates me and I screwed it all up and everybody thinks I did awful. No, everybody really could think I did a great job. I feel guilty because uh, I didn't say something I wanted to say. I didn't do something in the way I wanted to do it. Man, I made a 95 instead of a 100. <laughs> but it doesn't mean I have to react with guilt, shame, 
and isolation. It means, I, how am I going to respond to that? Hey, next time I'll study harder. Hey, next time I'll make, I make sure I slow down. Hey, next time I'll check in with everybody and say, hey, how do you think I did? Because I don't feel I did too good. And make sure that everybody tells me, yeah, no, you did a great job. Or, hey, I work on this or that. But it doesn't mean that I have to react to this overwhelming sense of dread and shame. So for me, this is what I like to teach people is that, yes, events in your life are going to happen and you're going to have negative feelings. But if you can learn to listen to your feelings and ask you, what are they telling me? I almost guarantee you that when you're angry, it tells you what I'm telling you. It tells you some version of I'm not heard. It doesn't feel fair. Somebody didn't listen to me. My expectations weren't met. Guilt's going to tell you. Hey, I made a mistake. I didn't do as well as I could have. But from there, I want you to recognize, yes, that's what it's telling me. Now, how do I want to respond to that? Because I have a lot of choices and options about how I do that. You know, for me, um, I like the spiritual side of things. And so, you know, to me, that's why I think that um, the Bible is full of, you know, I think it was in First or Second Corinthians 10. You know, hey, take your thoughts captive. Hey, remember when you're feeling a certain way, listen to those thoughts. What are your feelings telling you? And take them captive. And decide when you've got those feelings captive, holding them and looking at them. Now, what do I want to do about this? You know, another way I look at this is, um, I think Buddhism has a great, great teaching in it. And it says um, that in Buddhism, um, we search for happiness as a way to end suffering because suffering is that we react to these events of our life that we want to change these events that we want to make somebody do it differently make us um, not feel angry listen to us right now dadgummit and the reality about this is we can't control those events so I just want to read you a little passage out of a book it's called um, um, Awakening the Buddhist Heart and he says um, as Buddhist teachers we point out that all of our happiness as well as our deepest, our despair, arise from the mind. When we search for happiness and an end to suffering, the only place to look is within the mind itself. We each contain within ourselves all that we need for personal joy, bliss, wisdom, equanimity, and peace. There is no reason to look to externals or anywhere else. When one truly embraces this thought, there is nothing to fear. We are truly free. Now, until we reach this level of spiritual peace, we are in some ways always at the mercy of external circumstances. We will continue to be affected by all events, great and small. So what we have to do is realize that we have autonomy and self-mastery. And if we have autonomy and self-mastery in the way I'm talking about today, we will not always be at the mercy of outside things or things outside of ourselves. So we will have obstacles. We will have bad things happen to us. Those things cannot be avoided. But as he writes in this book, my teachers would often remind us that obstacles and problems could be viewed as blessings that should not be avoided. Difficulties help us free us from our attachment to how we want things to be. In short, they help us free us from the fantasies that keep us from awakening to joy of enlightenment, the bliss of what is. When we take this approach, 
we found that we are able to see and appreciate the lessons and the opportunities in each experience. And to me, this is what emotional agility is. Bad things are going to happen. Things I don't control, but what is it going to, what are you going to let it teach you? Are you going to be mad and frustrated that it didn't turn out the way you want? Are you going to feel guilty and shameful because you think you could have done better and everybody hates you? Or are you going to let it teach you something? Oh, when I'm angry, these are the things I need. And now how am I going to get the things I need? I'm going to ask for it. I'm going to practice being assertive. I'm going to take some risk. I'm going to find my needs somewhere else other than this person or this situation or this job. Because you have autonomy and you get to master those things. When I feel guilty and terrible and bad, am I going to let it spur me on to think how I could do that differently? Or am I going to withdraw and isolate because I feel guilty and bad and terrible and awful? Because you have autonomy and self-mastery. You know, the Bible teaches us these same, same things. You know, in Philippians 4, think on good things, things that are lovely, you're good and pure, not the bad things. So we have to do this by mastering our emotions. And mastering our emotions doesn't mean we think positive all the time and we always feel positive. It also means that when we feel negative and we have negative thoughts, how do we master them and how do we use them to make ourselves healthier and happier and more complete? So today I want you to take that and practice that this week. Practice catching yourself in the middle of those emotions. Practice catching yourself. And what are my feelings telling me? What are my feelings saying to me? What are they letting me know? And how do I want to respond to that? How do I get my needs met there rather than looking to outside influences? And excuse the cats fighting behind me. (laughs) So hopefully they can work out their emotions and figure out what they need. But how, when I have those, how can I get what I need rather than saying, oh, I wish the events around my life would change. I wish those people could hear me. I wish they would listen. Why didn't they listen to me? Oh, man, I wish they would listen and see what I did well. No, no, you have autonomy and you have self-mastery. What does it tell you? How are you going to respond to get your needs met? So that's it for today. Hey, pass this around. Share it. Click on it. Let people know. Because sooner or later, what I'm going to do is start a spiritual community where everyone, everyone, everyone is accepted. We'll talk about that in the future. So have a great week and namaste.